now. Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. No. Oh, here you go. No, I hear her now. She hears you. He hears you. George, you have to unmute. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. I think you can hear us. I don't know. Mary will just start talking about our conversation. No, you're good. I'm you're not good. sure if we are on or not. And we know that George has to unmute himself. Yeah, I'm muted. Um, it wouldn't be the start of 2022 if we weren't having some type of technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> Bold predictions for 2022. We will, continue yes. to, we will continue to be exactly as we are. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, all right, Mary, why don't you, it says that we are good. So, um All right. It sounds like we are live right now. And you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. This is Sharon McNamara. Of course, you are uh, here live with us on 2022. And I am home with the vid. So uh, (laughs) I got the vid and uh, I tested positive, I guess, on Sunday, right after New Year's Eve. Uh, Mark tested positive New Year's Eve, uh, wasn't feeling good. And we were heading to a... um, we're heading to a comedy show at the Wilbur theater. We were spending the night in the city and it was like, Oh yay, 2022. And then lo and behold, he wasn't feeling good. So I had a couple tests with me just to take precautions all the time. And we took it to, he took a test and we both took a test. I was negative. He was positive. Um, so we didn't make it to the comedy, uh, to the comedy show, but we had, I had, he was asleep. I had front row seats to overlooking Copley Plaza, a copley right in front of the library. So everything that you guys were watching live on TV, I was watching live from the window of the Westin hotel. And I saw all the fireworks. It's interesting being higher than the fireworks, by the way. 
it's I don't know that I've ever experienced that. It's, it's all it's all smoke. Like you don't really see much of the fireworks. Just a little anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were coming out. They were shooting them off the hotel roof next to us. So oh, cool. it was, you know, you make it what you can. And, you know, this is where we are right now in 2022 and just making the best of it. And I guess we're fortunate that we have technology so we can still t- stay in touch with everybody. So Nowhere to go but up from here. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Let's get this behind us in 2022. So what we're going through now, you know, how would they say, sometimes you have to get through the rain in order to get to the rainbow. So um, actually, um, while I was traveling, I had said this too last week, I had done a lot of traveling. I don't think that's where I got the vid, by the way, but who knows? Um, (laughs) Huh? Are you saying the vid so we don't get like censored? Yeah. Did you like that thing I sent you? I sent you a little video about, you know, someone coughs. It's like, <clears throat> and then like your fire alarm. Alert, alert, like, alert, 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 alert. You're COVID. You now. Yeah. And, oh my gosh. That's really funny. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. You were saying um, you, were travel- you were traveling a lot and... Um, oh, yeah. So one of the... Uh, I came up with some great analogies. I'm always thinking, as you know. And I was looking out the window and I was heading into... Um, where was I going? <clears throat> I was heading into Greenville and it was overcast and rainy there, the pilot had told us. But up above the clouds, it was like beautiful, like a blue sky, like I've never seen before. Just so bright, like I could barely look out the window. And I thought, wow, that's interesting because everybody on the ground right now is looking up at the miserable overcast sky. And if they only knew, they just have to push right through that overcast and that whatever the shadow is that's hanging over them. And they would be in this blue sky. Like that's life, right? (coughs) So very true. Yeah. So you want to let everybody know what we will be discussing this evening. And I think we have Melissa is uh, at the studio. She wasn't with us last week. Uh, She didn't feel well last week after getting her booster shot. So she wasn't with us last week. And Mary, I think you were out the week before. So was I? No, you were out the week before. I've been on every week. Christmas. When you traveling, no? I don't know. I don't, oh, honestly, yeah, yeah. I, feel like, before, I yeah. feel like the month of December has just completely and totally <laughs> like passed me by. I don't even know where I've been. Anybody who knows me knows I've been like sick pretty much the whole entire month. The whole entire um, month of December, you have been sick. You <laughs> really have been. You've my had... body just gave me a giant like see you later yeah. for um, December. Um, yeah. But hopefully, and I did say this, I, I, I did the... Um, I talked to Rob Hackla this morning and I told him, so I am also at home with COVID. Um, I am on day nine post exposure. So I am on the mend, but I did get pretty sick. Um, it was not, it was not good. And I'm still having some effects of which are not the most fun, Yeah, um, <laughs> but we're hopefully we're through the worst of it. And that's, that's all I can say about that. All right. Um, but uh. t- so tonight, and I think we talked about this last um, last week, we wanted to talk about kind of our 2021 year in review now that we're into 2022. So some of the numbers that we were seeing, um, as well as some bold predictions for what we can look forward to in 2022, potentially what inventory is going to look like, um, what potential um, impacts we are going to see from our our. 2021 COVID year. 
um, mm-hmm. and then kind of take it from there. Yeah. I think one of the things for us is, um, you know, just trying to have these predictions. We've been pretty good with our predictions, by the way. And I love data and I love looking at the numbers because the numbers really don't lie. They sort of tell the story on its own. Um, so just sort of future forecasting what our thoughts are going to be for 2022. Um you know, right now it seems a little bit sluggish, but we're just coming out of the holidays. So if you do currently have your house on the market, don't worry about it. It's just some people were taking some time off, but it was worth being on the market just in case there was that one or two. I mean, we've had showings and we've had people at the open houses. So people are still definitely out there looking uh, for sure. Uh, Again, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We'd like to make this show about you and your questions. So if you have any for us, we'd love to hear from you. 781-837-4900. I know Melissa is getting us live on Facebook. So if you watch us on Facebook, hello. Um, We're not looking that great right now, or at least I'm I'm in a very dimly lit room. (laughs) I'm just in my home office here. Um, But you can also text me 781-294-4848. I'm happy to take some of your calls. Hopefully we have Jasmine listen again this week. She sort of was watching everything for us last week, um, sort of as our side producer there, uh, checking everything on Facebook with any questions that she may have, that you may have for us. Again, we're just talking about a year in review of 2021 numbers and what our predictions are for 2022. The phone number at the studio is 781-837-4900. Mel, how are we looking over there? Looking good. Looking good. Okay. So Melissa is getting everybody up and running. So you can see us on Facebook live as we uh, try to get through the show. (laughs) So Mary, why don't you take it? I know that you were doing some numbers um on what what was going on for the past year absolutely so hold on one i'm gonna pull up my numbers so i know (laughs) let me just see here of course you everybody knows i'm not the most tech savvy so i'm moving like a bunch of different documents around on my screen um so i mean everybody heard through 2021 i think right every inventory is super low inventory super low Um, And with inventory being so low, we talked about it probably all year. That was what was causing this emotional, emotionally driven market where properties were um, selling so incredibly over their, their asking prices. Right. So currently on market, I thought this was interesting. So as of, and I guess not currently as of December 31st, 2021. So end of year there were in 2021, there were 241 single family properties available to purchase in Plymouth County. How many? 241. Wow. Which is down 71 units from 2022. Um, So it's about 2022. Oh, sorry. Nope. 2020. I I, want to say, I can't, I can't take away inventory from a year that we haven't had yet. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, wow, that's a bold prediction. Um, Well, while we're talking, no, I'm kidding. Um, Total sold. So this is just single families in Plymouth County. And I, and I separated it single families and condos. And we didn't really in Plymouth County, we didn't really see that much of a difference between our single families and our condo sales. If single family sales were low, so weren't condo sales. Um, so, but so for total sold in 2021, we sold 
5,829 single family properties, which is down a total of 419 from 2020, which is only, only ends up being like 6.7%. Yeah. But that's still 420 houses, 419 houses. And that's 419 families that don't have a house. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about that backlog of inventory and Jasmine, um, Jasmine said it on the show a couple of weeks ago that, you know, the millennial buyers were going to be the largest single buying pool since the baby boomers. And we Mm -hmm. were already even at the time when they um, we had predicted that the millennials were going to be short shorted inventory or houses. um, They were like, I don't know, she's put throughout a crazy number and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but an incredibly an incredible shortage of houses when we talk about that backlog, mm-hmm. so we've been saying it for years, the millennial buyers are just getting compounded on top of each other, which we're not, that's why we're not catching up in inventory. So next year, that those 419 families that couldn't find houses are going to be in the 2022 pool along with a whole new group of buyers, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I always find that interesting. I love, I love using that. Um, and then average sale price, this is probably the one that people are most interested in, um, from in 2021 single family homes in Plymouth County on average sold for 613,532, which is an increase of almost $75,000 from 2020. Hmm. $75,000. Yeah, I know. Well, that's emotional value, right? That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money. I have. Yeah. That's a that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Um, it's emotional value, right? Is that what you're saying that that is? Well, yeah, well. So when we were hearing all through 2021 is, oh my gosh, these bidding wars and these properties are selling so excessively over asking. This is the proof in the pudding, right? Um, I can't believe I just used that as like a terminology. Proof in the pudding. The proof in the pudding's all here, people. Um, <laughs> I am also still taking medicine, so I apologize to anybody. I know I sound terrible, um, and the amount of cold medicine that I'm on right now is insane. We can re-listen to the show tomorrow. You can you can hear how terrible you sound. <laughs> oh, do I really? No, no, no. You, you know, I wish I had that like sexy raspy voice. You know, like when you lose your voice and you're sick. Well, you can save it for our new podcast, right? Chips in real estate. Chips in real estate. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Um, I think Melissa so, like back on track here too. So she can be, hi Mel. Hi. Yeah. I'm trying to find where you guys are. So now that I'm joining you. Okay. <laughs> and welcome. I just want to let a break in here a little bit because we didn't have Melissa with us last week. So, uh, we just wanted to make sure that we got everybody out there to know, uh, in WATD land and on our podcast that Melissa Wallace is with us this evening and how's everything going? We're, we're separated again. This is COVID. Yeah, this is COVID. We're keeping our more than six feet apart for for a few more days. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I have until Friday. I have to be in until Friday and then I can come out on Saturday with a mask on, according to the CDC. (laughs) I find ridiculous that some organization can tell me if I have a cold that I have to stay in for five days, but whatever. I won't get on that right now (laughs) because you know how I felt about it the last time. So (laughs) 
but this time I really do have symptoms. So, but Mel, thanks for uh, joining us tonight and taking all the controls over there in the studio. And I don't know if you want to hop on board here and you want Mary to just continue on with what she's talking about. Yeah, Mary, uh, Mary can continue it on. And then I can sort of talk about the bold predictions we have going on this year, just based off of the podcast we listened to. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks for tossing it over, guys. Um, one thing that I found that was really interesting when I was looking, um, looking these stats up, and I guess we've been here. So obviously there was a moratorium through pretty much all of 2020 and 2021 on foreclosures, but um, that wouldn't necessarily have impacted our 2021 numbers because foreclosures and Sharon, you've done more than I have, but um, they don't typically happen that quickly. Usually the turnaround time on filing all of the appropriate paperwork, giving the notices and all of that takes longer than even really a year sometimes. Um, I know. And I think we lost Sharon for a second. She might've dipped out on me there. Um, But in 2021, our foreclosure numbers were down um, from 174 in 2020 to 61 in 2021. So it was down a total of 113 units or um, 65% from the previous year, which I thought was great. Um, Obviously nobody likes to see foreclosures and um, it is kind of in, the low foreclosure inventory is indicative of a healthier market, which is nice. Well, something else that made it so there was less inventory in 2021 was the, um, the mortgage forbearance program and something that, um, the podcast that we listened to today that they talked about is now that it's going to be coming to an end, those people who were a part of the, that program were able to stay in their house maybe one or two years longer than they normally would have. But now you're going to see those people, because of the program ending, they're going to start to sell. So that's going to help with the inventory that's going to come on. That's cool. So that's a bold prediction for 2022. I mean, bring on the inventory because we certainly need it. Um you know, that was one thing uh, I, in talking to Rob Hackler early, he was like, when do you think the spring market is um, going to get started? And when when do you feel like um, or do you feel like it's slowed down? Does it usually slow down during the holidays? I was like, usually, in my opinion, it comes to almost like a screeching halt, maybe a couple of things trickling here or there. But we didn't really feel that too much this season, in my opinion. And I think, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but our phones have um my phone has not stopped ringing since yesterday so it's like the holidays are over and everybody's ready to be back in action in my opinion you know there's a couple of properties being listed even the uh day before or like the 23rd i saw right before christmas and then there was properties that i was seeing listed right after christmas like the 26th on sunday um and same thing for new year's even new year's day so I certainly think that inventory boost will help us start our spring market off pretty early and hopefully have a better year than these numbers for 2021 were dictating. It's interesting because like we or you guys can talk about what you're experiencing within your own business. And then I can sort of see the, the, 
the sort of not bigger picture. I don't mean to put it in that words, but like, because I can see all the closings and have to pay mm-hmm. attention to all the closings with the company. I, I was doing the end of year numbers today. And so, you know, with it, we we're not numbers driven, but you know, at the end of the day, we are a business and we have to, we have to sell houses to keep our doors open. But we, I was looking at the numbers, especially for November, and then listening to this podcast that came out in the beginning of December. And he was talking about who's Brian Buffini, which Sharon has talked about on the show a lot um, before, was that the the country was experiencing a mini surge. And it's the first or the second mini surge in the past 15 years. And the first mini surge of houses selling was the year before. So 2020 was the number one in that okay. time frame. And then 2021, there was a mini surge. And then I looked at our numbers and the amount of homes that, you know, our agents sold in November was greatly higher than the number of homes that we've sold in the majority of the months during the whole year. So when that podcast came out, it was during our mini surge, even for our company. That is interesting. Well, Buffini always, always gets it right. Right. Yeah. Sharon, you're talking, but you're on mute. Yeah, you're on mute. <laughs> I need we need your sign. Um, my, my buddy Lawrence Yun as well. Right. From yeah. economist for uh, nah, National Association of Realtors has a lot of those good numbers, too. So um, he was on it. So we have some some statistics yeah. him as well. Awesome. Keep on going then. Um, finish your thought. So, I'm sure they're intertwined, though. Th- yeah, they kind of are, which is nice. Um, so, I, I just like to see that our foreclosure numbers were down. I'm interested to see what happens coming into 2022 now that the forbearances um, are lifted or the moratorium um, on foreclosures have been lifted. I'm interested to see how that rebounds in 2022 and even 2023. Um, one one thing that I did find pretty interesting, um, and actually I'm gonna Mel, I'm gonna toss it to you real quick because I lost my graph. Okay. Well, uh one of my favorite sort of uh I don't know, quote from Brian Buffini from the podcast was um real estate is the new toilet paper that's just <laughs> off the shelves. So we're still talking about toilet paper during this uh, pandemic two years later, but Brian Buffini thinks it's just like, just like toilet paper that they're all flying off the shelves. So mm-hmm. remember when we were going to make remake Adele song to the toilet paper? Oh, oh yeah. hello. Hello from the TP aisle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like some of my thoughts about uh, inventory and COVID and just where we are with COVID right now, it's literally, let's just put it this way. Everybody has it or everybody is going to get it. Here's just sort of a fun, not a fun fact, but something that I was sort of thinking about. I was talking to one of our agents today, uh, Jess Page, and we were talking about, you know, one of her listings and how to sort of like resuscitate it you know what I mean now that the holidays are over and we had a couple listings that sort of came on right before the market we have one as well I mean right before the holiday and how to sort of bring it back to life and everything but 
we were just talking about like predictions and COVID and how is that going to sort of affect everything. And let's just talk about COVID in general for a minute, because the thing that's interesting about COVID, and we've had a lot of shows in the past, I actually was talking to Lisa Cullity uh, today via text, you know, and we had her on for several, several shows, along with the chief of the fire department, Ken McCormick, uh, talking about COVID at the beginning of the year. And now it's so interesting to me that I'm just going to use myself as an example. Okay. I kept, I was taking negative tests. I was exposed. And when I had heard that Mary had gotten it, I was like, all right, I was with Mary. So I know that I've been exposed, but at what point are you contagious? Are you not contagious? And when is this like spread happening? Right. So Mark and I were with, and we're not even saying that it came from Mary. It could have came from anybody and we could have given it to Mary for all we know. Like, but it's so interesting that Mark got it and I kept on testing and it was negative, 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 negative. And then Mark got it on new year's Eve. And that was Friday night. I was negative. The next morning I was negative that night. I was negative. It wasn't until Sunday. So like three days later after Mark got it, that I was positive. And of the whole group, I was like, Hmm, I'm the only one that's boosted. Right. So I was talking to May McNamara, who works at some place locally, and they've been discussing it because it's pretty serious where they are. Right. Where she's where she works with people who live like she's taking care of people who live in this facility. And they're saying the people who are boosted are showing a positive result later. This has nothing to do with our show, but I'm there. They're showing a later positive three days, three to five days later. And it's almost because I like, we have that booster. So like our body is trying to fight, fight it. It's trying to do what it's supposed to do, but it's almost like this new variant or whatever it is, is a little bit stronger. So it's pushing its way through, but it's taking three to five days. So guess what? I'm like walking around still. I would put a mask on like in front of, you know, like if I was in a busy place or anything, but I was like, especially in Copley with all those people. I had my mask on the whole time. Not a lot of people did, by the way. And I was like, I think about it now. And it's like, the people who are vaccinated and boosted have this self, like this false sense of protection. We're the ones spreading it now. Not the people who are not vaccinated, by the way, are taking more precautions than the people who are. And I find that hilarious. How did I get here? But that's (laughs) So I'm thinking about COVID. And, you know, some of the schools already like, you know, they've they, they went back to school on Monday and some of the schools are like, nope, we're not going to we're not going back. I've been talking to my sister who works for a big organization. They're not going back like big financial institu- um, organization in uh, the city. They're not going back to work until February 1st. Talking to my daughter really? who works at a law firm in the city, not going back to work yet. Like now everyone's starting to work from home again. I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those things where the kids are going to end up being home again, doing homeschooling. What schools are you hearing aren't going going back? That are not going back? Yeah, like locally? Are you talking about like... Massachusetts, but I don't know. Salem. I think Salem is one of them. Okay. Salem is one of them. But then I think that there are also some of the... And if there are any teachers out there listening, we'd love to hear your perspective on this as well. Um, Because obviously at the end of the day, you just want everybody to be safe. Period. Amen. Um, Again, look how different. Mary, you were down and out for nine days. To me and Mark, it felt more like a cold. Yesterday was weird with that dizzy thing where I couldn't stand up and I felt like I was like trying to balance on a balance beam of... 
you know, soft eggshells or something. It was weird. But if my point of this bringing it all back to real estate is sort of feel like we're right where we were (laughs) at the beginning of 2021. If people are going to be working from home and schools are going to be going back to somewhat of homeschooling, who knows if they will or not. If that happens, I don't see the people in the big four bedroom colonials putting their house on the market. Mm-mm. There's too many people in the house for them to want to sell. Now, the people in the small ranches, like one level ranches or the small capes like mine, those are the people who might want to sell to go bigger. But until the people, the funnel, it's it's clogged. Until yeah. the people in those four bedroom colonials and bigger homes want to sell, everybody else is stuck. It's almost like you can't get the ketchup out of the bottle until those people decide to move. Yeah. So my, my prediction is, is this is very much based on what COVID, what's going to happen with COVID. And I think it's very interesting that the CDC has changed their ruling to now five days from what, five days <clears throat> from your test or five days from your positive test, five days from Yeah, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of confusion for me on that one. If it's your positive test or if it's symptoms, because I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing both. Yeah, and then wearing the mask. But so here's the thing too with that is, you know, are we once everybody sort of gets it again? Are we sort of good for 90 days? Is that how that works? Like you sort of have the antibodies in you for like 90 days, and you won't get it for 90 (laughs) days. So are we going to see? This is my thing. Are we going to see another upswing in three months? Like another inventory upswing? No, an upswing in COVID, which is going to control people working from home even longer. Potentially. I mean, Sam was reading an article to me last night saying that there's a new variant coming out. So we just kind of all seem to be getting, and who knows, I I don't know if there's a way, and I'm ignorant in this sense, but um, I don't know if there's a way to tell exactly what variant anybody has. No. Right? I, I I don't think there is, but... Um, yeah, he was saying, I think it's the variant just called the common cold, but whatever. And (laughs) it's name, but whatever. Um, you're just saying it like it is tonight. (laughs) I am just saying it like it is because I'm acting like this is my uh, podcast instead of us being on the radio show where we can say it like it is. And I just feel, of course, I don't want anybody to be sick. I don't expect anybody to be working while they're sick. I don't want anybody to be unsafe when they're sick, but I do think I don't know, as adults, especially, we should be taking precautions to make sure that we're, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. I I really am talking about inventory. And I just wonder if all of this with COVID, Mel, I didn't get an opportunity to finish that um, Buffini website, the forecast with Lawrence Young. Did anything come up about COVID and the predictions with it? It really wasn't about COVID. It's just COVID's here and you could drive yourself crazy trying to understand a million different aspects of it. But at the end of the day, if people are going to buy houses, they're going to buy houses. So I actually love that you just said that too, because so obviously right in my place. I love it. (laughs) Well, well, like just from, and I was actually saying this to Sam because obviously in our line of um, business, I'm being very open and honest with clients. Like we had an appraisal earlier today and I didn't even get out of my car. Like I I kind of said hi to the appraiser through the, um, 
through my car window, but I'm I'm still not there yet. I just wanted to like kind of say, hey, I'm here if you have any questions, but letting people know where we're at. And he's experiencing the same thing that I'm I am. On the other side, our clients, and I don't want to say they're kind of like fed up with COVID or they don't care, but mm-hmm. they don't. So yeah. uh, we have buyers that are reaching out and saying, you know, hey, I want to check out this, this, and this. And I'm saying, hey, this is where I'm at. I'll be at day 10 at this. I'll wear, um, wear a mask. And everybody's kind of like, yeah, I don't I don't care. We're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Every it's It's almost, you know, I hate using that term new normal, but it's like people are adopting it as the new normal. Okay, COVID is here to stay. Everybody's just kind of has to deal with it. If you're really sick from it, you're really sick from it. But other than that, let's move on. Yeah. Like, and that's and then again with you saying it to me, like, oh boy, you're just saying it how it is. And th- this is how I yeah. feel. It is what it is, people. Like, this is how long do we say that this is a new normal until we stop putting the freaking word normal in front of it? It's just normal. It's just normal. <laughs> it's been two years, people. It's, I'm it's sorry not, to have a hot flash. It's, uh-huh. not elim- it's not eliminating the word normal, it's eliminating the word new. And I think yeah. it's sort of. Yeah dangerous to say like oh we don't care I, I feel like the 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 saying oh i don't care about covid i feel like that's sort of i don't know dangerous to say because it's like you should care about it everybody should care about it you should care about your own health regardless of if you get covid or not but at the end of the day everybody needs a place to live so it's, yeah. it's co- maybe calculated it, risk like- is a better way yeah, I don't think I don't like mean it. And I'm glad that you brought that up. If that's how we're coming across that, I don't care about COVID. I mean, no, I'm saying like I hear a lot of people. I'm not saying that you guys uh, are saying it right now. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't care about COVID. It's like, well, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's certainly that is the problem. It's like we clearly care about COVID because I'm at my house. Mary's at her house and you're in the office. Like the, clearly we care enough about it. But I just wonder, I just put a question out there. So to all of our listeners, I just put a question out on Facebook and I'm sort of curious what our listeners think as well. Um, Do you think that COVID will have any effect on the real estate market in 2022? If the answer is yes, why? If the answer is no, well, why? So you can call us at the radio studio at 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. You can talk to us live here in the studio. Uh, George will be able to pipe you through. He's in Marshfield at the WATD studios there in Marshfield. Melissa is live in our home studio at 19 Medicusa Street at Boston Connect headquarters. Um, I am at home as well as Mary Baker. And we're just starting off the year of 2022 with how 2021 numbers were and our bold predictions for real estate in 2022. So um, there we go. I'm just going to see if anybody has anything to say. No. (coughs) Go ahead. Take it. (laughs) Um, Mel, since we only have like, like 10 ish minutes left, do you want to do some of your bold predictions? Um, well, it's not COVID, but they they (laughs) talk about, um, on the podcast that I listened to that, um, the, the interest rates are going to, um, increase. So that is the reason why people, um, especially first time home buyers are going to be purchasing homes in the first half of the year and not the second half of the year. Um, Lawrence Yoon, who is what the chief economist for National Association of Realtors, um, 
predicts that it's going to go up, I believe, to 3.7%. Um, so only a slight increase, but that slight increase will impact first-time homebuyers and what they can afford. Um, the, you know, I don't know what the terminology is, but the regulations with, you know, the debt-to-income ratio and everything that a lot of the first-time homebuyers are experiencing right now, although they've been able to save a lot more money. Historically, they have a lot more cash saved, but what they're going to be able to afford on paper is going to be less. So you're going to see a lot of first-time home buyers purchasing homes in the first half of the year. And then because of the interest rates going up, it's going to be sort of second time. So it's going to be the ranches that are going to be going the first half of the year. It's going to be the the typical first-time home buyer, home, condos, that type of thing. Um, And then based off of maybe COVID and people having to stay home and need bigger spaces, uh, the four bedroom, whatever colonials are going to maybe hit the market the second half of the year. Mm -hmm. So the buying power of the buyers is going to be less come second part of the year because interest rates are going up. So I wonder, Mary, I mean, you work with all of our buyer clients. I mean, How do you feel that will impact their thoughts on the buying process? Because, I mean, it's actually a pretty valid point, right? Like, wouldn't you want to buy a house now if you can get a bigger house versus waiting for the perfect one to come on the market or hoping something better comes on the market the second part of the year when the interest rates get, because you're going to be able to afford less, so you're going to get a lesser house. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's a conversation that we have with our buyers all the time. Um, and especially being coupled up and working with Jasmine as closely as we do a lot of time, it's a, it's a conversation that she has with them, with them as well, and is able to kind of relay the information and say, because we we get it all the time. Should I wait, or should I wait? And is the market going to change in a couple of months? And the best advice that we can give is the best time to buy is when you are ready because of the interest rates rising. Does it, it doesn't matter. So as the, as the interest rates rise, maybe you'll see prices steady out maybe a little bit, maybe even dip a little bit, but what you can afford will be less. That's mm-hmm. not going to change unless, unless you the interest rates are rising at the same that you're getting, you know, big raises at work or things like there is, there's, you know, more money coming in your way. It's, it's going to have a negative impact on you no matter which way you slice it. So it's something that um, we, I constantly talk to our buyers about and try and make sure that they're informed. And, you know, I think a lot of the, um, especially the first time home buyers that we're working with now in their minds, their goals are to be in before the first half of 2022 to be in houses before, you know, um, the first half of 2022 was over, so to speak. So hopefully before those interest rates, we see huge increases in those interest rates, you know? Um, Also, not just the interest rates, but another bold prediction that they had was um, there's going to be a lot more new construction that is going to hit the market this spring. Um, And a lot of it is inventory that should have hit the market last year, but because of inflation and the um, how hard it is to get product, everything has been pushed. So everything that could have, should have, would have gone on the market in 2021 is going to go on the market in 2022. Um, And that is going to also impact first-time homebuyers because not a lot of first-time homebuyers can afford new construction, especially in our area, whether it's a higher price point. Um, it's their, their sort of the new construction is going to be geared towards people who probably is buying a second home or even a third home. 
Um, so that is also going to impact the less inventory possibly for, for first time home buyers. But I wonder in a way too, though, if you think about that, if the, if it's a bigger, if it's, you know, the new construction tends to be larger homes now, just because of the cost to, for engineering, putting in roads, doing all that, you know, I'm wondering if, the people who are in the colonials are like, all right, maybe we don't have to move up or down, right? We're right sizing, maybe lateral, you know what I mean? So we just want something because we don't want to stay here and do the renovations and do all that. We just rather do a lateral move into something that's brand new with, you know, and picking out all the bells and whistles. And then you have the new roof and you have the new heating system and you have the new everything. Right. So maybe those people will not want to be, in the four bedroom colonials that we have right now for resales, maybe they don't want to right size up or down, but lateral, but that's going to open up that four bedroom colonial. So the people in the capes and ranches can move up to those. They may not be able to afford the new construction, but maybe they can afford these houses. Yeah. That, that could help if the people who are selling the four bedroom colonials don't want the price as a new construction. So yeah. they might be making a lateral move, but they might be purchasing a home that costs more. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But that will be interesting to see. I mean, we have what a 92 unit subdivision in West Bridgewater right now. And um, <clears throat> I think that that's interesting too, is I, I feel like layouts are going to change a little bit too, Mary. Do you? I wonder if this is something that we should actually discuss with Stonebridge is like what our thoughts are on all of this with people working from home and being prepared to work from home now instead of having these big open floor plans. Is it going to be a little more closed off with private offices and things like that? I think a really cool thing would be like, you know how we always say, oh, when we have one home office, it would be nice to have two home offices dueling home offices yeah two home offices you know i think so i mean if you have a lot if you have both people working from home it would be nice to have two home offices Mm -hmm. i definitely i see just with um stonebridge in general i do see them tending and leaning more towards having some type of work from home office space over the past year i know um that's a concern not not even concern but something that we had brought to their attention really at the beginning of 2020 um and they mm-hmm. took really seriously and adjusted some things um and i i've just I've, I've seen it across a couple of their developments but i know mel in here one of your um stats from buffini's podcast was um and i'm just gonna pull it it's 11 percent of buyers in 2021 were multi-generational um mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. is which mm-hmm. is really interesting um you know, we have been talking about it as a trend for years. Um, obviously, it's something that I experienced firsthand. You know, we I have an in-law at my house um, here, but we are seeing it more and more that people want mom and dad and, and at home and are looking for an opportunity to build an in-law and or um, a finished basement somewhere that they can have extended family or a first floor bedroom. Um, so growth expansion opportunities within the household itself. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> didn't give, I was just looking for my, as I come up from underneath my desk. I was for my notebook. Well, we have about three minutes. So okay, but let me just ask you this question: Were there some? I thought that there was something that he had talked about with the National Association of Realtors, and he had a lot of other 
um, stats in regard to unemployment rates, but um, he had other stats in regard to first time home buyers and all that. Maybe we can do a class on that, the profile of home buyers and home sellers. We can do a class on that. I mean, not a class, but we can do a, um, a radio show on that. Yeah. The unemployment part was actually pretty interesting. I kept like writing notes and like pausing it. That's why it took me so long to get through the podcast because it's like an hour long, but I kept pausing and I literally have six pages of notes and I was like, I have to stop because there's 20 (laughs) I keep pausing. But the unemployment part was interesting to me. I know we don't have much time, but maybe we can talk about it in another show. Okay. All right. Who wants to do a little bit of a wrap up and, um, give everybody some information on how they can find us in the future. Well, if you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. You can find us on your podcast app. You can type in any of our names, the Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Um, you can go to bostonconnect.com, get all of our contact information, or you can give us a call here at the office, 781-826-8000. Mary, Sharon, any last words for our listeners tonight? Stay tuned for 2022. I think it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I think 2022 is going to be good. I just feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that it doesn't get, you know, reckless as it did last year. Actually, that's something I was thinking about. Um, we have one minute, 30 seconds left, just so you know, ladies. Um, I just think last year, like I... <laughs> it was so reckless in July that I ended up with the shingles when I went on vacation and I actually felt more sick then than I do right now from COVID, but it was so reckless. Mm. I'm really hoping that the buyer mindset will slow down a little bit, just make really, really good conscious decisions. Cause what I find right now is the sold properties that we're looking at for the last six months, what we're doing, my comparative market analysis is on a lot of those properties. It was all emotional value. What the, the normal, the general public doesn't know that the majority of those houses did not appraise. It's just that people had a lot of equity. So the appraisal wasn't an issue. But just because it sold for that doesn't mean it appraised for that. But now we're using that as our sold, as our baseline. And I think that that's why people are now looking at some of these houses that are on the market. And really, this is the value based on sold numbers. They're saying, I don't think it's worth it. So I already feel like the buyer's mindset has slowed down a little bit and they'll be a little more conscientious when it comes to, you know, what they're going to bid on a house. That's my hope. So, all right. Well, ladies, again, we have Mel. You can hear the music. We cannot. So if you want to take us out, we have, I think, 10 seconds left. I do not hear anything, but thank you so much for tuning in tonight. So maybe we can continue the conversation a little bit next week, but thanks for tuning in, everybody. All right, everybody, until next week, Happy New Year.